How's it guys and welcome to another episode of the PH Journals podcast. Well, the hunting season is just around the corner. I can almost feel it. I actually start hunting tomorrow. My very, um, will be my third client of this season uh, so far, but it's just got such a good vibe around it and just from a lot of the social media comments and stuff that I've been gathering, um, really there's a lot of people that are so excited to come out and experience South Africa like it's never been done before because like I've been saying in past podcasts, it's never looked this good in the past 12 to 15 years, in the past decade that I've actually been hunting, it's South Africa is really, um, it's looking absolutely incredible and um, my personal opinion um some wouldn't agree with me, but I personally think that the hard lockdown that we had last year maybe did a little bit of good for us, especially as far as the wildlife's concerned. So, um, yeah, not all doom and gloom just yet. I'm pretty excited about the season to get going. Um, but before we do, uh, there's a couple of people I would like to say have a special mention. And first up, um, if you're coming over to South Africa on your next adventure and you want to partner with people that are going to look after your trophy, Splitting Image is the people to trust in. Um, as far as professional hunting goes, you want to partner with the guys that are the best and uh, really just take a lot of stress off of you because like I keep saying, your job as a professional hunter is not done until that animal is actually hanging on your wall. Um, so if you want to and you need to partner with the best splitting image as far as the communication the artistry they do a whole bunch of things from there's just so many different ways now that i'm aware of that you can take your trophies back with you um and i'm super excited um for the future with them and uh yeah i wouldn't want to trust in anyone else so splitting image taxidermy next up of course i've been using their camera all over the show I'm very fortunate to be a part of their team, so I get to try out some cool things, especially the early season now, in the warmer months, um, uh, trees and camo, they've been performing absolutely outstanding, and I've been saying it for some time now, South Africa has needed um, a really good camo line and trees and tickle the boxes. Then Maxis Tires, a big shout out to them. I've been using the Maxis Razor Mud Terrains, a mining application. They've performed outstandingly. I've had them now for four and a half years and not registered, touch wood, one puncher. So I'm very pleased with them and hopefully they'll hold out until the end of the season and be able to put on a new set um, once this is all done. And then last but not least, my very own e-commerce platform or my e-commerce store, PH Toolbox. Um, I've joined a little guest here, Cody. Um, yeah, PH Toolbox. <clears throat> we started this journey in August, 28th of August last year. And for all the support I've had, I just want to say thank you to everybody, to all the pro staff guys. Thank you so much for putting in the work and the effort. Um, it's been an incredible journey, and we're slowly but surely starting to tick all the boxes uh, as we're coming in. An essential outdoor sporting goods outdoor store so i'm really excited about the future and uh yeah just can't wait to share my journey with you guys as it goes along it's taken a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice but i'm very pleased where we are in the past couple of months that we've been operating so big shout out to ph toolbox well guys in this week's episode i'll be discussing between old and new africa um 
It's something that I've, I've been wanting to address for some time now. I've had a couple of guys mention it um, to me on social media feeds and I just thought it would be a great idea just before the season gets started um, to actually mention and discuss old and new Africa. It's quite an interesting topic and of course this is, remember this is all my personal opinion, uh, none of it is um, set in stone. but. Uh, it's, it really is an interesting one, especially with the younger generation coming through and um, I'm pretty excited to get into it. So without further ado, let's have a chat. Well guys, old and new Africa. Before we get started, I just wanted to mention, I know in a couple of uh, podcasts back, I did mention that I was going to have a couple of guests on and stuff, but I've been so overwhelmed with a lot of questions um, and feedback that have been passed through me, uh, through my social media networks, that I've actually thought it brings on really cool discussions to be having. My whole idea of the Sunday discussion is to to give my personal opinion across and then thereafter have quite a few open discussions with with a bunch of people through my various social media platforms, whether it be Facebook, YouTube, um, Instagram. And I must say the response has been overwhelmingly great. Um, I would like to have a couple of guests and as the season progresses, I'm sure I'll be having a couple of my clients that I've had um, on the on their safaris come onto the podcast and have a chat. Um, but as it stands now, I really enjoy having these sort of discussions with you guys and I really think that, um, you know, evolving, I don't want to try and burn uh, burn out all my avenues, so I would like to have some guests on and then some do open discussions as we're doing now. So, pretty interesting topic, old and new Africa. Well, for somebody that takes pride in professional hunting, and I really think it's an important part of the industry, uh, if not the most important, and I'm saying this from a biased standpoint, but also <clears throat> one would say that a lot of the experience for South Africa and Africa alike is the people you mingle with. So a lot of the experiences that go back is not always just about the hunting, it's about the people you meet, it's about the opportunities you've had, and it's about the cultures you've indulged in. Now, the topic was brought up a couple of days ago, uh, and I've seen it recently on a couple of the social media platforms that I actually follow. Old and new Africa, there's been a lot of discussions about whether people would like i mean there was one feed that i read um the guy would have liked to experience africa like uh, roosevelt did or um you know some of the great uh, elderly hunters now the reason why it will never be like that again and the reason why i feel that you know we need to start changing the mindset of of the modern day hunter um to indulge in our experiences and, and stuff like that more of because I think with Roosevelt and that that sort of era, it, it was, how can I say, um, it was more personal, it was more um, quaint, it was more um, uh, sort of like a, I'm trying to find the word now, but anyway, I'll get into it, but sort of, 
you know, it was more more personal. There was a personal relationship, personal experience. There were no cell phones. There were no signal. There was not uh, no TV or anything like that that people were worrying about. There was the outside world was completely blocked off. So the experience from from a personal standpoint was. Um, was a lot greater because there were no distractions, you know. So it was just you and your professional hunter and a couple of trackers. So that that's where it all ticked off, and that's where I think from from that point of view, it it number one, it brought back you know a whole different era to the hunting industry. So that's what I'm saying now. As a modern hunter coming into South Africa, indulge in people's um, presence and indulge in the, the cultures, um, the activities that go on because we tend to lose that focus and more worry about our social media feeds. There was actually one guy, and it's so true, in camp we see it more and more often now is when people come in <clears throat> And uh, there's there's overseas hunters. They're always worried about the biggest, baddest kudu or uh, what's the Wi-Fi password. These are some of the first questions that actually get asked once they get in here. And the reason why is because they want to stay attached to the outside world. And it's a difficult thing to let go of. I know a lot of them coming over. It's they business owners and all that sort of stuff. But you're over here for such a short period of time. Uh, I'm pretty sure nothing's going to happen too much on the outside world from what's going on here um, for you to lose everything. So just, you know, take a couple of days, put your phone away and, and really just enjoy the experience. Um, from a professional hunting side of point, um, we we tend to do the same. Uh, we tend to stay glued to our phones. Um, we, you know, we, we forever... If it's not on a radio, we're forever on our phones trying to phone guys, make plans, and and sort that sort of stuff out. So we always stay connected. We always stay involved in this little bubble that we've sort of created. And, and that's pretty much what it is. As a professional hunter, we've created this, this bubble of networking. Um, in some sense, it's a great thing. And in some sense, it's a bad thing because we, we tend to uh, chase the social social side of things. Um but yeah, and instead of just actually embracing and and enjoying your 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 um, your client's presence, is it's it's a difficult thing to balance and it's a difficult thing to move forward with. But I really feel that um, paying more attention in the first <clears throat> the first three days are probably your most important. So paying really more attention to your clients and making sure that everything from the, from your side is done correctly, um, and you build that relationship. You know, often we say um, building relationships is is part of the game, and and often when guys leave, yeah, they're not just friends; they they become part of the family, and it's so true in so many ways. But you know, professional hunters play such a key part part of that, and. If they're going to be switched off in those first three days, you're pretty much going to lose a connection. And, and a lot of the connection is built um, around experiences. So, yeah, that's that's from a personal side, um, especially um, dealing with people and being able to communicate and that sort of stuff. That's, that's what we've got to keep a lookout for and that's what we've got to keep an eye out for. Um, really, guys, just, just embrace in those, those first three days as, as a as a connection part um and then next point that i want to address is experience so <clears throat> like the guy said with roosevelt 
and all of them, they had the experience of carrying their own buffalo miles and miles and miles across swamplands or across uh, grasslands and, you know, fighting off lions that want to come and eat. And just some of the stories that I've read. Um, the thing with that is, is that those experiences are still there. It just depends who you partner with. For myself, <clears throat> we hunt here in the Eastern Cape in South Africa and, you know, just our largest hunting concession is probably about 10,500 hectares. I'm not 100% sure how many acres that is. It's probably well over 20,000 acres, I'm guessing. Um, but you can st still embrace the experience in that lodge, uh, in that concession, as much as what anyone else would out in Africa. And a lot of people would disagree with me, but, you know, our generation and the generation just before us, we've created this um, this feeling, this, uh, this false idea of hunting. Um, because a lot of us, we get caught up between the bucky hunters um, and the guys that actually do walk and stalk and uh, really work their butts off or asses off to, to get their animals. And, you know, this is where my honesty takes over is that there's a lot of PHs in our industry uh, that shoot from the bucky and that don't do things as ethically as what they should be. And let's face facts, anybody that's willing to... Um, not putting the effort on the animals and stuff we can't really call it a hunt I completely understand when opportunities come up um, you need to take them when they are because opportunities in Africa are few and far between but just remember guys ethical hunting is is extremely important not only just for yourself as a personal professional hunter but as far as moving the industry forward goes so Getting back to the whole point is, um, why is it impossible for us to, you know, make sure that we can shoot our kudu? I mean, there's been some days that I've had to pack out an eland for seven and a half hours. Not because um, I'm poorly planned for that day, but it's just because that's what the situation in, in ensured, you know, and making sure that we're packing these animals out um, for the good of the ranch is... is probably on our priority list so that's just an experience in, in your own i mean yesterday i was very fortunate to join um a friend of mine in and on his on his personal farm where i've managed to inquire the hunting rights and i was very fortunate to to experience what his farm had to offer and he came and showed me uh I don't know what you would call it, but it's a fossil, like a fossil graveyard. And in that moment, I'm standing there and I'm witnessing these fossils, which, you know, they've sent a couple of samples away to, to figure out what they actually are, but could possibly be there from the dinosaurs. And I'm standing there and I'm like, how is this not... At that point, at that point in my life, for those five minutes that I was there, that was the most important, most unbelievable thing I've ever seen in my life. And, and so unreal. Because, you know, I can watch 
guys digging fossils out of National Geographic probably every single day of my life. But to be a part of this this whole networking of geological artifacts, it's it's incredible. I mean, it's it's to stand there and hold a fossil in your hand is one thing, but to to actually see how this whole thing came about is inc- it's it really is it's something special, and that's what I talk about as far as experience. You know, um, I understand it's 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 not as cool as you know hunting a lion with a messiah coat or you you know uh, hoarding off hyenas as they're trying to bite your carcasses as you're dragging it through the bush and that sort of stuff i understand that but the experience is different um and that's what people need to understand people need to understand that the olden ways of doing things have to had moving forward we had to move forward from that point um Otherwise, we're going to be stuck in this false sense of 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 industry, something that was never going to be sustainable. Um, because the way Roosevelt and them did it was was completely. Then it was sustainable, but times have moved, so we've had to move with times for it to be sustainable. Otherwise, the whole industry as we know it would fall to pieces. So, yeah, for me. The next part was obviously the experience. I mean, experience can can come in so many different ways. Um, I mean, there's just some of the things that we've done that have really meant a lot to me. Um, camping out in the mountains, doing horseback safaris, um, going to drop uh, books off at a school in need, going to see... Um, you know, fossil zones, going to see Bushman paintings, that sort of stuff. That's experience, and that's as as a as a PH and as a professional hunter, that's what you need to attract your clients to, um, because they're going to have in the old Africa they would have had those experiences in Tanzania, but in a completely different way. Like I mentioned, a couple of them with hyenas chasing your carcasses you've got to you know hang your carcasses up in the tree you've got to make your own camp for the night bucky your vehicle is breaking down in the bush walking 15 kilometers there there's a different experience and yeah it's got to be a different experience and it's up to us to create those experiences they're not just going to do them themselves in both situations old and new africa and the reason why i refer to old and new africa is a lot of the northern countries tanzania zimbabwe I'm not 100% sure too much about Namibia, um, but the further north you go, Ethiopia, Congo, uh, Cameroon, and that sort of stuff, is still very much old, still very much rural, still very much rugged and rough. Um, and down here in the southern side of things is more modern, um, more industry-related, uh, or not mustn't say industry related but more modern more keeping up with the times that sort of stuff so as far as those two avenues are are done they separated that's new that's old Um, and there are a couple of camps that i know that are out there that do it completely off the grid and um but you you know it's it's just they're few and far between um next up is animals so you know this is a difficult one for me because the animals are are unique in so many different ways and 
I would never want to try and replicate a, a lesser kudu hunt in South Africa. Yeah, for me, it just I think the lesser kudu needs respect in its area and its its side of things, and, and to try and replicate that experience down here. You know, it's it's a little bit difficult. So so don't ever try and replicate experiences of animals um, from up north to down south because we we're not going to get that close. Um, I know there are a few ranches, especially here and mostly in Texas, that do replicate those. Well, do have those sort of species, but it's not the same hunt. I mean, you can hunt a bongo in Texas, but it's not. Don't tell me it's the same as hunting a bongo in Cameroon. You know what I mean? So. For me, obviously, the main point around about any sort of hunting adventure is, of course, the animals and to give them the utmost respect. I think hunting them in their own environments, in their own conditions, is is just as rewarding as, um, you know, the experience and all that sort of stuff. But remember, that's not always the be-all and end-all of, of every safari. That's... That's an very extremely important aspect, um, but you want to. Everybody looks at the safari from a basket point of view. So, how their whole experience has been from a couple of you know your personal experience and your animals, uh, and now going into the next topics. So, <clears throat> everybody looks at a safari from that sort of perspective, and then we can sort of get a glimpse of what would be better for you and I, for you personally, what sort of hunt would you like to do, would you like to do a more um, traditional olden day African hunt or would you like to stick with the times and move forward with uh, you know the more southern side of things. Um, so which leads me into the next one and I've put it under the heading care but it's more about after the shot service are your trophies getting handled uh, the best way possible because whether we like it or not that's also one of the most important aspects of any sort of safari so are they getting handled with care um, you know is your health uh, safe out there have you guys taken the correct medication for malaria um, and all that sort of stuff and then of course um, travel how long do you want to be in the air how long do you want to be on the ground uh, how much time do you have um, and yeah those are pretty much the basics because you must remember guys once you get up north look this podcast I don't want it to come along and me slating the north I would love personal opinion I would love to still experience a lot of what I have already up north I really would I really would honestly like to go and spend a couple of months up there once a year um just experiencing i don't even have to hunt just experiencing what's going on up there because i think it's a completely different thing and it's very difficult for me to explain um because i'm mainly based down south but it really is and and i know i've been more on the south side <laughs> of this discussion as what i have with the north um, but that's purely just based on on personal interactions that i've had from different side of the camps um so yeah guys you guys must remember hunting up north it's long hours traveling it really is i mean sometimes you've got to charter flights into into camp uh, which makes it a little bit easy it's a layover that takes a bit of time um 
and then obviously the buggy rides during to and from hunting uh, areas <clears throat> that takes a bit of time as well and <laughs> the vehicles aren't always the most reliable so keep those things in mind um you know that that's between 15 and 20 days hunting if you want to get a really good experience in south africa a lot different we can bundle everything up for you between 10 days seven and ten days ideally on an ideal situation so it makes for really different you know i don't like classes i don't like saying classes i just like saying it makes for different groups of people and uh yeah just keep that in mind then before we we start tapping this all off um is costs now south african costing is obviously there's a lot of outfitters that aren't market related uh, for various different reasons um but up north you pretty much <coughs> From what I've experienced, there's a lot of hidden costs. There's a lot of trophy fees that you got to buy, and yeah. So from up north, there's a lot of um, hidden costs. There's trophy fees, there's import fees, there's import permits, there's export permits you got to pay for. There's you know, then there's obviously all the crating and freighting that's got to go out of camp. And then your trophies get to the taxi dome and then it's dipping and packing. And then it's, you know, there's a whole list of things. Whereas, yeah, in South Africa, almost probably about 90% of the outfitters work this way. Um, come in, no hitting costs. Um, what you see on the price list is what you get. Um, and then obviously your shipping and crating and your taxidermy costs are all separate to what the outfitter supplies. Um, and that's where the affordability comes in from a South African perspective, South African and Namibian side of things. Um, it's really important to keep these things in mind because with today's economy, especially now that we're not 100% sure what Biden's going to be doing, um, and you really want to get out and come and hunt, I would really suggest you know South Africa as a... Is a preferred uh, situation. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that will disagree with me, but I'm standing true to myself here because it's an extremely expensive experience up north. And don't get me wrong, it will turn, it will come around for the better. And I, I promise you that up north hunting concessions will be just as good as what they were. But right now. The more affordable side of things is definitely down south, and um, yeah, it's it's become you know extremely important part of our, our our industry is correct pricing and and moving forward with the times, making sure that people um, are not screwed over. I'm not saying that the north do that, just saying that it's unfortunate up north you. Uh, you're obligated to all these different fees, hidden fees that, that go along with the thing. So, yeah, <clears throat> from from that sort of side of things, um, it's, uh, you know, that's pretty much the costing of the north and the south. So, guys, in a nutshell, if we had to look at this thing from an outside perspective, <clears throat> Africa as a whole is an incredible place to experience and in an ideal world i'm pretty sure there's a lot of us that are out there that would say <clears throat> i would like to experience south africa and i would like to experience the old south, old africa 
in an ideal world, not everybody can. So to the guys that can't, um, I'm appealing to you to do a bit of homework and really just make sure and and highlight that your experience is the most important thing of any sort of safari. The animals can come later, and trust me, no matter where most of the guys that you hunt with in South Africa would not like to get you any sort of mediocre animals or anything like that so that will fall into place but really just highlight experience because what that does is it it puts the professional and the outfitter um, on their toes to supply an experience that is unforgettable so with an unforgettable experience um, a budget that can fit pretty much most people in the United States and Europe alike South Africa and Africa have got to be seen as, as two different points of entry into this hunting concession side of things that we call old and new Africa. And I would highly suggest that coming out in the next year and a half to either one of them, whichever you prefer, um, do it now rather than later because let me tell you something africa is an incredible place to experience sorry we've we've got some guests here <laughs> in the in the podcasting studio of my little bone over here which is pretty cool so pretty pleased to to have a bit of noise around um but anyway uh yeah so really appreciate everything and uh yeah just Highlight your experiences. Experiences are an important part of this this network and this this um, this industry that we're fighting so hard to keep. Because the minute you guys can have good experiences, you're always going to want to come back to Africa. A lot of guys say that Africa is not a place you visit once; you visit many times, and you call it your second home. And I've seen it happen so many times before. So, guys, remember three main things. First thing. The first three days of any sort of safari is so important and crucial to develop personal experiences um, and to develop relationships and bonds between yourself, the client, and the professional hunter. Um, number two is experiences. Taking every little bit that you can. Bushman paintings, fossils, if you're lucky enough to find uh, cultures, um, different religions and all that sort of stuff. Take it in and absorb it and be a part of it um, because it's a very special place to to do this all in. And then last but not least, number three, is embrace in Africa. Become part of us, become one with us and yeah, communication is key. And um, I see a very, very bright future for my wonderful country and my wonderful continent. Um, we're all one, and uh, I see it that way. And we're very fortunate to have two different hunting experiences. So, guys, well, that brings an end to this podcast. Um, I hope I've answered a couple of questions, and uh, I really look forward to getting the discussion going. So, please don't feel bad and DMing me on Instagram or any one of my social media platforms because I really enjoy the discussions whether they're positive or negative it's always nice to engage and see where I can either better myself or improve my knowledge um, of something that I'm not 100% sure of remember all these views that I've had in this podcast and podcast before all my personal experiences and personal opinions so none of them are fact um, 
you know, a couple there, <laughs> uh, that are, but yeah. But anyway, from myself, Dylan Love and the PS Journals team, I just want to say a very big thank you to everyone that supported me um, through this incredible journey. It really has been. It's, it's been very, very special, and uh, we, we're getting a lot of activity going, and I'm, I'm so stoked to be a part of it. And uh, yeah, just once again, thank you to everybody. If you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notifications so that we can notify you when my next podcast is up. Um, and yeah, be, feel free to hit anything in the comments, whether it be negative or good. I would always like to engage with you guys, but do it with an open mind because we're going to have some, there might be a bit, a few heated discussions, but as long as we keep an open mind, I'm sure we can um, embrace one another's opinions. So yeah. It's been an incredible journey. Once again, thank you to everybody. Um, I look forward to sharing more exciting moments with you as I start hunting tomorrow. So can't wait to do that. But until then, have a wonderful Sunday. Stay blessed, stay safe, stay humble and happy hunting. We'll catch up with you guys soon. Cheers.